Welcome to Glow Radio. This is the Rich Bitch Academy for all spiritual baddies. I'm your host, Jacqueline Sun. I'm an unconventional astrologer, top business coach, and social media marketing expert. You can expect raw and unfiltered conversations about how to embrace a rich CEO mindset. We will discuss everything including business, astrology, manifestation, and more. It's time to break off limiting beliefs and free your best self. Let's dive deep. So you're probably listening to this podcast because you are absolutely driven to build an abundant, rich bitch life, but only while prioritizing play and freedom. You're the type of person when someone says, oh, you can't do that. Your first thought is watch me. So if you're an entrepreneur who wants to get aligned with your higher self and manifest your dream business as soon as possible, then I invite you to click the link in the description, visit my website, and apply for my Master Your Midheaven program. This coaching program is open to all ambitious entrepreneurs, content creators, influencers, creative artists, product-based or service-based brands and business owners. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Glow Radio. Today, I have a special guest with me, Divya Gagnani. She is a Virgo Sun, Aquarius Moon, and Gemini Rising. She is also the co-founder of Wander Beauty, which you might have seen as a clean beauty brand in Sephora and a lot of other places. She is a serial entrepreneur, and you guys know we are obsessed with entrepreneurship on this podcast. So we're going to hear all about her journey today. She first began her career in investment banking before she became a serial entrepreneur. So I'm very excited to hear how that went. Welcome, Divya. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to talk all things entrepreneurship and astrology, my favorite subjects. Awesome. I'm so excited as well. So how about you tell us a little bit about yourself, like how you started your journey, how you made that transition from your career to being an entrepreneur? Yeah. So I was born in Springfield, Illinois. I grew up in Long Island, which is a suburb of Manhattan and suburb of New York city. And I never thought I would be an entrepreneur. So like I never had a lemonade stand. I was never hustling kids to sell them anything in school. I, my father was an entrepreneur and I wanted nothing to do with it. I was like, I want to have a job. I want to have a white picket fence and 2.2 kids and be married and like have a stable job where I get a paycheck. And that's what I thought my life would be like. And it turned out to be the exact opposite. So um, I then graduated college at Cornell and worked at Goldman Sachs, slept under a desk, loved every day of it, really enjoyed my time there, really felt like I learned a lot and also built a lot of camaraderie with my fellow analysts. I feel like the environment at Goldman was very favorable for like fostering collaboration and teamwork. Um, they used to always tell us there's no I in Goldman Sachs. And I really love that. I think you learn between being an athlete and also um, 
working in a collaborative environment like that about the power of teams and like outstanding brands are built by outstanding people. So um, I then went on to build my career in finance. I worked in private equity. I invested in late stage businesses. I worked in venture capital. I invested in early stage businesses. And then I made the leap to be an entrepreneur. So I was dating someone at the time. He had an idea for a company. I was like, okay, let's do it. And I basically set up the business and figured it out. And what was so fascinating is that I was in a sector that I was not passionate about or knew nothing about, which is auto parts, but we built a really successful business, which was amazing. And then after that, it just became like getting bitten by a bug. I have co-founded since then three more companies um, and sold two companies. And so it's been crazy. That is so interesting. So about that first company, I'm just so curious about that transition. You said that you weren't passionate about it, but was it challenging to get it off the ground or how did that go? Super challenging. I think I was more looking for something for him to do. And I was busy with my full-time venture capitalist career and I really enjoyed that. And so I was very fulfilled in my day job and I did this kind of as a hobby, but it like sucked me in. And I think the thing about entrepreneurship is like, once you start a business, you live and breathe the business. You like, you just do it all the time and you're just so focused on it. And I think that it sucked me in. I learned so much. I knew nothing about building an e-commerce business. I knew nothing about managing a team. Like I really was early in my career. So I learned everything. It was like, the only way to explain it is like drinking water from a fire hose. Like that's literally what it was like. Yeah. Oh my God. So let's flash forward a bit to Wander Beauty. Tell us how that idea came about, why you decided to start it and everything about that. Yeah. So my co-founder, Lindsay, and I met at a party. Both of us really loved beauty, loved to travel. We were both, you know, time starved on the go women and really didn't find any beauty solution out there for us. Like I was doing my makeup on the subway on my way to work. I was doing my hair, at my desk at work. I was doing my skincare routine at the gym and there was no brand that I could just shop online, you know, at nine o'clock at night when I'm sitting on my iPad or my iPhone and buy everything that I needed, like fuss-free, foolproof, do-it-yourself beauty that's clean. That's good for you. It works with your skin, not against it. So that's why we created Wander Beauty, effortless essentials, things you reach for every day, wherever you wander. Gotcha. And how long did it take, like from when you got the idea to like everything really taking off? So it takes a while. It's like not the fastest thing, especially when you're operating in a new space and formulating a beauty product, which can take a long time. It took us about a year, maybe a little longer, um, to launch the business. And then we launched the business and we launched one SKU, the On the Glow Blush and Illuminator. And we did like six figures of sales, which was amazing. And then we were like, okay, we have a brand. We, we wanted to start the brand with one product because we wanted people to test and try and understand the experience. If we're going to deliver on this promise that we're going to create like essentials, things you reach for every day, wherever you wander, like we had to create an essential that delivered that promise. So we created a double-sided stick, the on the glow blush and illuminator. It's one side is um, a blush, the other side and, and it's a lip and cheek product. You can use it as lipstick, you can use it as blush, 
The other side is an illuminator that you can use as a highlighter, as a cream eyeshadow on your body, on your legs. It's like very versatile. So it's the ultimate multitasker that you can really take with you anywhere and like look polished and pretty. Like you look like yourself, but a better version of yourself. So I really loved creating that. We did like, you know, a few tones that were very flattering for different skin tones. Um, and, you know, a few shades that were flattering for different skin tones and it just took off. And like people really understood the message of the brand. That's awesome. I love that. I feel like it's very relatable to you as a Virgo as well, because I feel like Virgo very practical. Are, yeah, they're very practical. They're all about like efficiency and like clean, minimal. So I definitely feel like that relates. And I did want to dive into your astrology a little bit and kind of see how you feel like it relates to your journey. So I was looking at a few of your career placements. So first of all, your 10th house is an Aquarius and the 10th house re like represents your career and your reputation. And in my opinion, I feel like Aquarius, they're definitely like set out to be entrepreneurs because they hate following the norm. They need to be known for their originality and they just don't like to, I guess, follow the rules and take advice from other people. So mm -hmm. do, do you feel like that's been you in your journey? Very much me in the early years of my career. I feel like now I've learned to be a much better listener. Um, and I feel like I do take a lot of advice and I'm very collaborative in terms of like when I'm building a business or a brand and I'm investing in a company, I take a lot of outside input. So I think that everything about that was accurate, except for, I believe in collaboration. I love it. I love it. I feel like there's always very like, strong, right? I was yeah. just going to ask you, like, I am a total career person. I am like very focused. Career has been like a driving force in my life. Yeah, totally. And I, and I saw that. So in your other career houses in your second house and in your sixth house, they are water signs, which I feel like is a very interesting, like, I guess, partnership with that Aquarius. So having like your second house in cancer, I would say maybe you really enjoy nurturing your projects and you might be very sensitive to your environment, which can be a, a very big plus. Do you feel like you, you act that way when you're building something? hundred percent. Awesome. And, and in your day to day, I would think that you enjoy this like intensity and passion in your routines. Is that you? hundred percent. I love it. I love it. And I feel like the collaboration aspect that is very much like being a Gemini rising because Gemini's yeah. love connecting. They're very sociable. Like I love Gemini's. I feel like they're, they're so fun to connect with and you can just like talk about anything with them. So true. Was there ever a point in your career where you, you felt like it was like really tough and you didn't know if you were going to make it or were there any moments like that? All the time, always all the time. Like when you're an entrepreneur, like it's so funny. I have a post on Instagram. My handle's at dgugnani, D-G-U-G-N-A-N-I. And I think I posted on there, like, I was like, oh, being an entrepreneurship is like, like being an entrepreneur is like riding a bike. It's like, but then like the bike's on fire and you're on fire and everything's on fire. Like, but that's like literally what day-to-day -day life is like. Like there's always problems. I feel that so much. How, what is your advice for getting over those moments or just dealing with them? 
I think you just have to deal with them. I think you have to take everything one step at a time and isolate each issue and tackle it with a, an approach to kind of, you have to be a constant problem solver. You want to be a successful entrepreneur. Every day there's a problem and you have to be looking for a solution. Gotcha. So for anyone who's like a newer entrepreneur and they're like struggling, what are some pieces of advice or tips that you would give them? Yeah, I think that the biggest thing for a lot of entrepreneurs is to, to be confident, to have conviction in what you're doing. Like do your homework, make sure you're solving a problem, make sure your business has a point of differentiation, has a really strong and differentiated you know, point, like reason to exist. And then do like the data and the homework to make sure that you can prove that and then have real confidence behind that. So many entrepreneurs like, are very timid or shy about their idea and how to express it and how to you know get conviction around it and so when you pitch to an investor they they pick up on all that they pick up on all the like wishy-washy doubting behavior and they're like no investor wants to write a check into a company where the entrepreneur is not sure about the business or the brand or the vision so having confidence is critical because if you have confidence in in conviction in your idea and your vision then you can hire the right team and bring them on to your venture to make that vision and that dream into a reality. Mm-hmm. And you also then, you know, get the conviction and the checks of investors to help get capital for your business to fuel it. So you need to have confidence. Confidence is critical. Totally. I feel like that's such a good piece of advice. Do you have tips on how to build more confidence? Like, were you always confident or how did you practice? I think think the best thing to do is to mimic others and to watch others. It's very much a watching and listening game for many years. I watch people at Goldman Sachs negotiate deals. I watch people who are my bosses or my peers um, negotiate and execute transactions and build companies. And as an entrepreneur, I've watched so many friends build brands. And so this watching and listening game, you could get knowledge, like be a sponge, soak up everything you can from everyone around you, and then create your own identity, your own version of the best version of yourself, and have your own presentation style and your own way that you make decisions and the own way that you negotiate. And so learn from others and then create your own path. I love that. That is so good. And I'm just curious, so since you, you said you knew a little bit about astrology, are you familiar with your human design at all? No, I'm not. Tell me. So the human design is like a system that combines a bunch of philosophies, including astrology, like the chakra system, I Ching, a bunch of things. And I like to use it a lot in, in my work as a business coach. And I bring it up because you are the first reflector that I've spoken to. So there are five types in the human design and you are a reflector, which is one of the most rare types. So I thought it would be so interesting just to see like how you make decisions like in life and stuff like that. Because so about reflectors is that they are quite sensitive to the energies around them and like just sensitive to the people around them so it's really important for them to be in a place where they feel good and feel like happy right oh that's so interesting yeah do you feel like you're like like googling it this is this is me like I'm a wise observer of life with a great gift for reading other people so fascinating reflector aura resists samples and reflects other auras this is so great 
Interesting. Yeah. Because in one part, so one part of the human design is it tells you like what your main strategy is in life. And for reflectors, their main strategy is to wait like a full moon cycle before making bigger decisions. Do you feel like you take your time when you're making bigger ones? I do. Mm -hmm. I 100% do. That is so interesting. Because I feel like in like the day-to-day kind of society, like we can often be pushed to make like quick decisions. Yeah. But I, I feel like it's so awesome that you've been listening to your intuition and, and taking yeah. your time with those things. Totally. So fascinating. I'm fascinated by this. Yeah, that's so cool. I'm sure you'll have lots to dive into after. Read a lot of this, yeah. Yeah. Was there a moment in your career where you had like a big break or you felt like, oh, finally things are picking up? I think also like, when I sold my last business to QVC, I think that was a big career defining moment for me. It A, showed me that I could build a company from ground up, bring the right resources and team around it, bring the right capital around it, and then sell and take it all the way. Um, and that's a big achievement. That's a big achievement for any woman at the time. There were very few female entrepreneurs who had sold their businesses. And then also women of color who sold their businesses, just like nobody. Um, And I was really excited and proud about it. And I felt like it was a big career defining move for me to be able to build, grow and sell. Um, And I think I hopefully will do that again. Yeah, that is definitely awesome. So yeah, tell us more about, I guess, your journey of being a woman of color and an entrepreneur. Like, have you felt like there are a lot of challenges around that? Or what's that experience been like? I feel like there've been a tremendous amount of challenges, but I also think now we've built a larger ecosystem for women of color. So I think there's a lot more resources now. So you have to get used to hearing no, because when you're creating a female brand for for women in particular, most of the people who control the capital in the space are men. And so getting them to understand your business and understand Um, your brand and your positioning and the nuances building your brand a lot of um, a lot of people don't see that and so there's a big education process for raising capital I think as a woman of color you know people uh, women of color get so women in general get less than two percent of venture capital dollars out there but women of color get less than half a percent so it's really really fractionalized and it's just way more challenging to raise money being a woman of color and it's a fact, it's fact, not fiction. And I've gone through it firsthand and I've had a lot of other entrepreneurs that I've mentored or coached or invested in who've had similar experiences. So it's just, it, it's a reality of what you go through. And that just means you have to be more persistent, work harder and achieve more. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like has been your drive and motivation to keep doing like all these different projects? I think it's it's self-induced. I am really like, there are two types of swimmers. There's swimmers who swim down their lane and they're always looking right and they're always looking left and they're like looking at the competition or the ones that like look straight and are really focused on their own journey and like beating their personal best. I'm a look straight kind of swimmer. And I've always have been like, I'm constantly working hard because it drives me and I enjoy it. I enjoy working. Like my father laughs so much. He's like, you're going to burn out and you like work till so late hours and you're getting up and you're taking so many meetings, your calendar's overfull. And I was like, 
I thrive in this way. Like I enjoy it. So it's like, he's like, I know it gives you a high, but you got to slow down for your health. And it's like, that's important too. So I think that a lot of what motivates me is self-motivation. Like I want to do this. I feel like I enjoy it. I love to work. I love to build. I love to grow. I love to work with other entrepreneurs. I really thrive in that environment. Yeah. I feel like that's also such a combination of your Virgo and Aquarius traits. Yeah. Virgos definitely love to work. I can relate because I have a Virgo moon. So working is like joy for me. And I feel like Aquarius are very futuristic. Like they're always looking about what's new, what to invent, what to be innovative on. So I definitely feel like that that's been relatable for your path. So interesting. And is there anything else in my chart, which is so fascinating is that when I had my hand read in India by a very famous astrologer in Agra, and there's like a 10 hour wait to go see him. And you like sit there and wait and wait and wait and wait till you can see him. And it's like first come first serve and people line up. He looked at my hand and he told me I would have tremendous success in business. And he's like, you're, I've never seen a hand like this in a woman. I've only seen a hand like this in a before. So he's like, you're going to have tremendous success in business. And like, you're going to have tremendous challenges in your personal life. And he could not have been more correct. But um, wow. is there anything you see in my chart that you think good, bad, or ugly that I should know about? <laughs> well, first of all, I feel like when you just said that, that literally gave me chills. Right? And yeah, and the one thing I noticed when I looked at your chart is that your fifth house is stacked. Like you have five planets in there, which is pretty unusual. Like I don't see that a lot. And the fifth house is naturally ruled by Leo. And Leo is a sign that is here to shine. They need to be seen. They yeah. need to be recognized. So I yeah. feel like that is very much what you've been doing in your work. And also like you need to be recognized for your originality, specifically with that Aquarius trait as well. And yeah. the, sign, the sign that is in your fifth house is Virgo. So that's also very prominent in your chart. Like you're basically a very... Virgo and a very Leo type of person. So right. you like to work hard and you need to be recognized for your originality and you need to be able to express yourself in your day-to-day. -day. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. That's actually really, yeah, I do feel like that relates to being very, very successful because Leos are kind of like the main sign where they they need to go big like they're here for the yeah. fame they they're here to be seen so maybe it's something similar along those lines to what he saw interesting so so interesting and like does it show anything about my family life or kids I'm like so curious about that family life let me see because I mainly look at career aspects yeah yeah but I, like I will look at some in so the fourth house represents your your family your yeah. home kind of your upbringing and you also have you have leo in your fourth house and your son is in there so i feel like family and having a sense of safety in your home is a big theme in your life yeah. because wherever your it son is. is in is is definitely like a main theme and I would guess maybe maybe your your family had some pretty prominent Leo placements. Like I don't know if you know your parents' charts, but do you know if no, they have I any don't. Leo in them? I don't. I don't know anything about their charts. No worries. I just they gave me a run for money when I was growing up. They made they did not make things easy for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's definitely some 
some aspects in there that could define that. But I also see that your, your Saturn is in your third house. So in everyone's life, we kind of go through either two or three Saturn returns. And that's kind of like when we learn these huge lessons, it's usually something to do with our karma. So you kind of go through your first one around the age 30. Do you feel like you learned like something huge around that age when you were like 30? Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. A lot, a lot of transformation, a lot of growth. Totally. Cause this, cause the third house where your Saturn is has to do with communication, kind of like relating to your peer. Do you feel like you went through a lot of lessons around communication at that time? Yeah, of course. Tell us a little bit about the goals coming up for, for Wander Beauty. So I think um, we want to really grow our domestic presence, like here in the U.S., and like build our digital channels, connect with our community, really build a connection with them to grow um, our brand here in the U.S., and then like expand more internationally, because like currently we're all through Southeast Asia, we're in Europe, um, and I, I think we want to just become more meaningful in those channels before we expand more internationally. But um, we have a lot of exciting new launches. We recently launched Pack Up and Glow, which is our mineral SPF, SPF 40. It like primes, protects, and gives all your face a radiant glow. It was a labor of love. We did clinical studies around it. It's done incredibly well. Um, so I think more innovation will be coming from the product pipeline, more multitaskers across both skincare and color cosmetics, um, and a lot more growth. Awesome. And so in addition to entrepreneurship astrology, I'm also a huge marketing nerd. So I'm curious, like, why do you feel like your marketing has stood out from, from others in the industry or what are kind of your tips for marketing? So I think beauty sells unrealistic standards. And I think we always took a customer first approach with relatability and reality. And we always feature real women in all of our campaigns. And a lot of them are brand like lovers and people who are like engaged and know the brand. So I think that we really, um, we really engage and invest in building community and I think that has been a really strong marketing point for us is like we've built a community of people who test our products, who give us feedback, who enter surveys, who do focus groups. And that has informed our product development pipeline and created opportunities for us to create products that we don't have to market as much because there's an inbound amount of people who are involved in shaping the product every step of the way who are part of our community. It's been like a three cycle of leveraging building community to build great product and to drive sales. Wow. And what's your day-to-day like nowadays being this boss lady, you know, handling all these things? It's super, I mean, I get up super early. I'm like on email, I do my meditation. I try and exercise. My kids go to school. They're finishing school this week because in Florida, we finish school earlier than in New York. Um, And I you know, work a full day. I work evenings, I work nights, I work weekends, I work, you know, a lot of hours, but I really enjoy it. Um, And I do a lot of fun stuff with my kids. I try and, you know, swim with them and play golf with them and play tennis with them. So I really enjoy a lot of outdoor activity. And I think that has been a big change in my life moving from New York to Miami in the last year. I've really enjoyed that. I love that. 
So one, one last question I have for you is what do you wish that more people knew about you? I wish they knew that I, um, I don't know, I wonder what, what I wish the people knew about me, um, that I have a tremendous amount of empathy and I care for others. I love it. And love if you it. ever get in trouble, I can be your first phone call and I'll help you out. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So where can everyone find Wander Beauty like online? So wanderbeauty.com um, is the best place to shop Wander Beauty because all of our launches are on our site um, and all of our exclusives are on our site as well. We're on social at, at Wander, W-A-N-D-E-R underscore beauty on Instagram. Um, and you can find me at, at D-G-U-G-N-A-N-I, D-Gugnani. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. That was really fun. Thank you. Um, it's been such a pleasure to chat with you and I appreciate the insights on my chart. Thank you so much for listening to Glow Radio. If you are enjoying the podcast, make sure to take a screenshot, share it on your stories and tag me so that I can re-share it. You can also show your support through leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. Thank you so much and I'm sending you lots of abundance and love.